What's up? What's up? Set Apart Fam. I'm your host, Jamie Lynn Walnow, and if you are joining us for the first time, welcome. Today, we have a special guest, my friend Anna Werner. So excited for you to hear from her, to get to know this woman if you haven't yet heard of her. She is so pure. She lives the message of holiness and purity and is consecrated for the one for the audience of one, amazing wife, amazing mama, amazing sister to so many of us. So I'm excited for you to get to know her. And we're talking about her new book and I want you to go get it on Amazon. It's amazing, but we're gonna talk more about it. So you can check out the video on YouTube or you can check out the rest of this podcast by continuing to tune in. But without further ado, let's hop in. Thanks for joining us. If you find value in this podcast, go leave a written review, subscribe, share it with your friends. Most importantly, my prayer is that you feel the words in this and that you are empowered to live this life that God has called us to live, set apart. What's up, set apart fam? We've got a precious, powerful, bold, compassionate, real, fiery, faithful one joining us today. I could keep going. Um, Anna Werner <laughs> is joining us today and she is a beloved daughter. She is an author, speaker, an incredible wife, an incredible mom. She's got big dreams that God is moving through and I'm excited that she's here with us because um, I will tell you when I think about this woman, I think about purity and I think about all the things I just said, but I was even telling her before she came on there are times when something comes up in my world and I'm like, I need to call Anna and talk to her about it. And then I told her I'd go to the prayer room and just die to it. <laughs> but I say that because there's there's few people that when something comes up that you're like, I need a holy perspective, you would think to pick up the phone and call. And I don't mean that against anyone. I'm just saying that's how much I admire this woman and who she is. And so our friendship is really kicking off and really growing. And so I'm excited for you guys to meet her and I'm excited to get to know her more, but that's a long introduction to say welcome, Anna. Aw, thanks, Jamie. Oh, that's such an amazing introduction. My heart's just like, oh, thank you, my friend. <laughs> um, yeah, I just so appreciate you and who you are and just the purity in your heart, really, and just being a pure voice right now to our generation. So thank you so much for having me and I'm excited to be here and chat with you today. Yes. Well, it's so fun having people thank you on the Set Apart podcast because um, the joy of it is I do pray about who to bring on. And the thing that's cool is everyone who comes on here is genuinely living Set Apart and has a different facet of the Lord to share and bring to the table. So we could get into big introductions and whatnot, but I actually want to dive into this because I believe when you guys hear Anna in her heart, um, it's going to be easy enough to know who she is and what she's, what she's about and the message that she's carrying. Um, I don't like the whole resume thing is why I say that personally, like the resume. Yeah, me neither. Good. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm just like, just be real. I don't, yeah. I don't need no. a title. I don't want a title. I, I just love Jesus. That's it. That's good <laughs> enough. <laughs> exactly. So, um, okay. Let's just dive in. Let me ask you the basic of basics. What does living set apart mean to you? Um, yeah, I, okay. I don't want to like, I'm just going to be real. I've heard that phrase before set apart and I've, I hear it preached on probably 
the same message a lot. Um, like living for Jesus. That's the obvious, yes, living for Jesus. But my spin actually on that is just living set apart from my own selfish ambition. Um, when I was in, just real short, but when I was in Israel um, a couple years ago, I was there with Sid Roth on tour and um, we we're, I was one of the leaders. It was my first time there in Israel, which is kind of funny because I was leading a group that I'm like, I've never been here, but I love Jesus. Um, but I was taken into an encounter. I had a vision with God and I saw a timeline, Jamie, that just kind of changed my perspective entirely. I saw this timeline of the Lord. And as I was looking at this historical kind of timeline, I saw my little face on it. And I went, oh my gosh, I have a part of history, me. And it not, and I'm not saying this, it don't hear this and think, oh, she's so full of it. She thinks she's some great pot shot. That's actually the total opposite of what the Lord was showing me. I started to see his timeline and see that I have the opportunity right now to make impact for Jesus right now. And so out of that encounter, it kind of left me, it wrecked me. It just really changed my perspective to just even more. So I've always been trying to ask the Lord, like, God, what's on your heart? What's on your timeline? What's your agenda? But it changed my perspective to even more die to myself and even more think about the in or other ways in my life that I'm like, okay, this is kind of selfish ambition. I need to die to this. And it doesn't mean, you guys don't hear me wrong, God loves the desires of our heart and he loves to bless his children, but it just changes the whole notion for me of what am I working unto? Yeah. What am I working for? Um, so now it's like, I'm working for him. Like what's on his agenda, not my agenda, but it's, but it's his. So it's being set apart kind of from living out of selfish ambition, but really living for him. Yeah, that's so good. It's so crazy because, you know, when somebody's encountered the Lord, they carry a weight to what they're saying in authority that is like, I can, I don't know if you guys can feel it. I can feel it. But if I heard somebody say what you just said that didn't encounter the Lord in it, it would be different than somebody who did as simple as it was. Like, I have impact for Jesus now. Like I could just feel the fear of the Lord on that. It's really powerful. Okay, so let's just dive in there. When you when you choose to live set apart, you know, people often think about having to lay mm -hmm. things down, which when you don't fully know what that means, that's like, why would why would God want me to lay down all this good stuff? And that's not what it's about. But what have you had to lay down or what has the process been like for you along the journey of living set apart? Yeah. Um just practically, I'm, it's not like I live in a monastic lifestyle. I'm not living in a monastery um, where I'm just interceding every hour that I can. That, that sounds great, but practically I'm a mom and I have to do life with children every day. <laughs> I'm just being real, yeah. <laughs> you know, cause I don't want to, I don't want people to hear this impression of what I'm saying. Um, there are regular demands that are on me. I homeschool my children as well. Um, you know, I'm a wife first, you know, but for me, I have to be really guarded with my time with the Lord 
Um, and I really feel the importance of that all the more, yeah. um, especially after that encounter. Um, there's, and so for that, practically speaking, I have to say no to things as well, just a discipline in my own life that I, I'm not actually a morning person. I love to just wake up slowly and not have people talking to me, which never happens because I have a seven-year-old that wakes up and talks from the moment she wakes up. So, um, but for me, I have to get up early, just the discipline. I get up early with the Lord. I get up sometimes at four in the morning. Um, sometimes it's five in the morning, but I found the sweet spot for me is four. If I'm disciplined to do that. And I know you're looking at, you're probably thinking you're crazy. That's really early. But for me, that is where I get time that nothing is demanding on me. Nothing is pulling on me. And I just go in my office in the quiet space that is my place with the Lord. And I light a candle and I just spend time with Jesus. And it's still, there's a stillness at that time of the day. So that's just like a practical thing that I have to do. Um, but as well, I will say, because as my ministry has increased, um, there's been more and more demands on me. Um, um, emails, you know, there's just so many demands on me, but, but I have learned that I have to pull back and say no, and it's okay to say no. So good. <laughs> and I, I had struggled with that before and, and the Lord's really matured that in me, I'd say. Um, and just only to take what I can on my plate at that time and that season, because I really can't do it all. I can only do what God tells me to do. Um, but those are kind of just practical things that every, just, just everyday things and um, getting alone with him. And then as well, Jamie, um, just, I ask the Lord, what's on your heart every day? I ask him that. Before I dive in to my prayer requests, yeah. I try and get the Lord's heart and what's on his mind and try and intercede for those things. Yeah. And I found that the things that, you know, are gnawing on me and I, I'm uh, worrying or just going through the, you know, my fleshly things, I'm just struggling with them. Those struggles seem to fade away as I can tune into the heartbeat of God. And then it's like that peace of the Lord comes, you know? So those are just some practical things I just do daily and it helps me. I hope it helps you who's hearing yeah. this now too. And I want to encourage people who are listening. One of the things I've learned to do, because I think that lesson is something I've, that you're talking about, had to learn the hard way. And when something new comes along, you have to learn it in a deeper way, even in new territory. Yeah. It's like, what do yeses and no look like in this territory? For me, at least that's where I'm at you and you've been doing you know you've you you know you have kids I don't have kids you know we're in different areas of life different experiences and stuff so I'm still very much growing in that place but I celebrate people who say no to me um and I don't take it personally because I know that I would want somebody to do that if I said no to them because oftentimes when I'm saying no I want to be saying yes <laughs> it's yeah. not like no yeah. it's not it's not personal it's it's honoring God and what he's put on your plate. So I love that you said that. I love, that's not a traditional answer and I love it. Okay. <laughs> so one, one of the questions I really wanted to ask you, cause I want our set apart family to hear is what is the message that's on your heart right now for the generations that have breath in their lungs? Oh, um, 
I have a lot, um, but I would say something that is burning within me right now, um, that is burning, especially for right now, the season that we're in, is um, this message of don't compromise your relationship or intimacy with God for opportunity. Um, right now, there's so much on us, especially after pandemic, I'm seeing like the creativeness and creative innovations is just being birthed. And I'm like, yeah, God, this is amazing. Especially yeah. our generation is full of just opportunity to create with God. Um, but at the same time, I see this thing of we can't compromise intimacy with Jesus for promotion. Um, lots of people, okay, the word promotion um, we love promotion. We love the notion of promotion. But when I, the, the notion of promotion, sorry, I, wrong I love that. But when I actually, what I've learned in my walk with God is when God promotes me, there's extreme death to self. There's an extreme amount of sometimes warfare that comes with promotion. So that if I'm not truly Ephesians 3 rooted and grounded in God, I'm not going to be ready to handle that promotion. Does that make sense? So for me, this this notion like we have to um create it's creating with god but not run forward after every opportunity and i'm seeing a lot of opportunism right now um and i i'm not don't hear me wrong opportunity is great but my time with god is more important than everything else and listen if god told me anna lay down your ministry, stop everything you're doing. I don't want you to do it anymore. Then I will say, yes, God. Yeah. I will say yes, because I want to do what he's calling me to do. I remember when, when now I learned a lot of, I've learned a lot of lessons in the mission field. I didn't know I was going to share this today, but when me and Sam were ministering, we've ministered, Sam's my husband. We've been missionaries all over the world. And we were ministering in, I believe it, it was in Nepal. We trekked out um, in the, it's called the foothills of the Himalayas, but don't get me wrong, it's intense. <laughs> like at the foothills, I felt like I was going to die half the day, every day that we were trekking. But we got to this, I remember we got out, out there, out there, these remote villages that have never heard the word of God, let alone probably seen technology. Um, they bring mail in by pack mules. That's literally the you know, pack mules were bringing in uh, stuff from China into the country. So that, that's where I'm talking about that remote. We're out there ministering and God is moving so powerfully doing miracle after miracle after miracle. We even had gold dust showing up on people, you know, at our means as we would take our hands away. We're like, Jesus, like we're seeing so much miracles, but I was being pulled right and left on a pray for this person can you pray for this person can you pray for this person you know and it's it's not the ministry's fault it was just the demands that were there yeah but i got to this place in my heart where i knew something was wrong the anointing was there but i wasn't getting any personal time with god wow and i met with the lord alone and um i call it my mountaintop experience but i was sitting on this mountain and I was looking at all, I was looking at all these, you know, beautiful mountains in Nepal. And, and I just said, God, if this is what it means really to be anointed or being like that word anointed or be in ministry, um, I don't really want it. Like I absolutely feel dry. Nobody knew it. Yeah. You wouldn't know it from the outside. You know, you wouldn't know it. I, you know, you wouldn't know that, but honestly I was dry. 
And I was like, God, I feel so dry. And I'm like, where are you? I don't even know if I can hear your voice right now. I can prophesy, but I don't even know if I can hear your voice for me. And I'm like, this is wrong. And I said, I don't even want it. If this is what it looks like, I need you more than anything else. I need you. So God said, Anna, I remember hearing his voice. He said, because you've laid, laid it down, the ministry down, I'll bless it, your life double fold in this area because you chose me first. And so this thing about something's burning inside of me, this thing about intimacy right now, because suddenly, especially um, as things increase and get darker, I don't mean to be gloomy on this, this interview, but as sin and darkness increase, I believe the ability to hear God's voice um, might get harder for some of us. Wow. If we're not truly rooted and grounded. Wow. So it's amazing that we are, we want to be creating. We want, as Christians, we've got to be in every area of society right now. This is not the time, I'm not saying tuck away and go into your Christian bubble. Absolutely not. Go into every area of the world, but go being very rooted in God so that you actually have something of hope to give to other people. Yeah. You're not just dry on the inside. Yes. That's so good. Oh, I feel like weepy because um, I just, I mean, I'm burning with this message. I want, like, it's like, um, I burn for people to burn for this because I know what it feels like to not burn for it. Yeah. And I don't want to not burn for it. And I love, um, I'm so grateful for your transparency because, um, it's so easy to want what the world tells us we're supposed to want within what God's called us to, like the fame, the following, the, sure, you know, the money, the whatever, all of it, and then slap his name to it and be really miss, be deceived even a little bit leads us off big time later on. So yeah. I'm so grateful. So and I, I just sense that people are listening right now and they're like, Ooh, am I dry God? And the thing that's so cool is God's not shameful. He's not condemning you. He's just wanting you. He wants you. When you want somebody, you're not, Absolutely. you're not, and you have such cl cleanliness of hands and heart. You go after them with tenderness and kindness. You don't go after them with wrath. You know, that's what a hurt person does, but God is whole and pure and clean. And so he's wanting you guys. So let him take you there. So let's talk about this practically this message what would you say to people tuning in to live this out maybe they are feeling that oh god i think i'm dry or i think i want promotion more than i want god or wh whatever the things that are coming to people's minds right now um how do you practically live this yeah i'm i'm just gonna go out on a limb here but just because i'm pretty prophetic and so um i just can sense right now someone you're you're listening you're watching to this and you need clarity in your vision um the re like the vision or purpose that god's given you in your life um you've i what i sense jamie is there someone who's i hope it's okay i'm just yes please but there's yes. someone on here i just i feel that you have this clear purpose, but you've gone off into all these different other things and your ability, if anything, I think 
if God's bringing something really to the surface here, your ability to say no right now is so important to get clarity of focus. What is it that God's given you to do? And that you would stop and pull, because see, it's not just pulling away. You first and foremost, you need to pull away and carve time out for your time with Jesus, your daily walk with him and dive deeper into that time. And it might look different for you than routine. Um, be open to how is God wanting to encounter me in a different way in this season. But then secondly, you're going to need to also pull back and away from a lot of things that are pulling your time and your energy to get really clear in what is it that God has on my agenda for this season. Um, practical ways um, that I, yeah, I mean, besides carving time out is I just dive into the word. I'm so like, I love to daily read the word of God. Um, I just love the word. <laughs> I really do. And um, practice other practical things um, just that I've learned is now this is not always someone's favorite thing to hear, but I love fasting. Yes. Um, I used to not be a big faster because I would like just love think about food and tacos every time <laughs> I would fast. Just being honest, it's like I wasn't the best faster because I would just be like thinking about food the whole time and be really grouchy with everybody because apparently I needed food. But I actually in especially this year have really made fasting all the more a regular um, lifestyle, not just in every now and then it's, it is a regular part of my lifestyle. And I've seen that that draws me into God, um, all the more. Um, yeah. and it's such a key. It is such a key, um, yes. for our generation, a lot of older, I, I would say an older generation really taught on fasting, but I don't see a lot of people of my age champion fasting, um, to be honest, but I'm like this a hundred percent is such a key to diving into intimacy with God. Yeah. It, 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 I just want to encourage you, um, you who's listening to this, just try it out, try, yeah. try to mark a regular regular day on your calendar that you you're going to do it and um there'll be a grace for it yeah. there will be a grace for it that you can do it even if you in the past tried and it didn't go so well know yeah. that if god marks it then there's going to be grace for it so yeah i love that i even want to stay there for a second so i want to encourage mm -hmm. people tuning in my world changed has changed astronomically by fasting and i i mean i went through there was a year <laughs> There was a year I fasted so much. I think people are like, what weight loss program are you on? It's like, you can't hide it when you're in community and you're like, you're like a creative one. Um, but I want to say, I mean, it was like grieving every time I had to end it. You know, it's almost like, but the thing is, you don't, you're not losing what you have when you end a fast. And I want to encourage people, like when you let go of when you deny your flesh of things that you take in every single day to spend time with God and become more aware of him. It's so crazy how all of your senses begin to open and become so much more acute to God when you're fasting and Jesus did it. And he said, when you fast, so how much more powerful is it to obey the word of God and just trust and let invite him into your heart in the place of fasting, you know, don't, it's not fun when you do it. Just like, there's a place where you need to be obedient regardless of how you feel always. I mean, mm -hmm. always, but invite him into that place, your heart, because I, I personally really love it. And I know that's 
you know, Bill Johnson's really funny. In a 40-day fast one time, he bought 27 cookbooks or something. <laughs> I remember that. Yes, oh, I remember that. And I, I would too. say for me, it's not a good idea to watch any cooking shows when mm-hmm. I'm fasting because then I just get hungry. But um, yeah, I've seen it as such a key for breakthrough, a key personally for just deeper like a depth to my relationship with God. Um, and yeah, like you said, just more sensitivity. I'm pretty sensitive to the Holy Spirit to begin with, yeah. I would say, but even more um, fasting, I'm really sensitive um, yeah. to the Holy Spirit and what is God saying. So, you know, I, I encourage you guys, just try it, you know. Get in there, dive on in there. Come on, y'all. Um, <laughs> okay, so then we're switching gears a little bit. Okay. My sweet friend, Anna, sent me this book called Letters to the Unforgotten, God's Prophetic Love Letters to You. And I just want you to know, I didn't know what I was getting in the mail until I opened it and thought, are you kidding me? This is awesome. Please tell us the story behind this book of infused love. (laughs) You know, for me, it it was different to write it. Um, because it's unlike any, it's, it's unlike other books that I've written before. This isn't my first book. Um, but what happened is I was one day in my office and Jesus walked into my office. I saw Jesus himself. He walked in and he said, Anna, I want you to write my love letters to my unforgotten ones. And he, and I said, what? And he said, no, now, like, I want you, you're going to write this. So I literally picked up my pen and I was like, okay. And I literally started scribbling everything that I was hearing. And this went on for three, it was like over the course of three months where I would, it wasn't every day, but there would be times of encounter where I would hear his voice so clearly, or I would see him walk into my office briefly and say, start writing. And I would pick up my pen and write these letters. And it's, they're not, um, they're, I want to say they're simple, but yet so deep, the letters um, that I heard, and they're, they're simple in terms of you can daily read them, it's like a daily read, you know, but they're super, super deep, and um, God will minister to you through it, and then the Lord, after I wrote it, started talking to me about the forgotten ones, this, 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 idea behind the book he said Anna there's so many people right now even that know my name that are Christians that feel like I have forgotten them because they've gone gone through such a dry season in their life or they've had a lot of battle or they you know and they just need the reminder that I see them and I know them and I have great destiny and plans for them sounds like the bible right Um, But sometimes we need a a reminder from God. Yeah. Hey, you might be the most mature Christian. Um, You might have walked with the Lord many more years that I've even been alive, but yet you still need to hear the simple message of, I see you and I know you. Yeah. And that can, I remember that that was the message for me. That was the first time when I first heard the voice of God for the very first time. 
I was in Mexico. I was a missionary. Now I've been all over the world. You're listening to this and go like, how many countries has she lived in? 17, just to clarify. <laughs> so I was first a missionary. I was 14 years old wow. and we're in the desert in Mexico there with a big group that was there. But, but in the middle of that place, someone called me out and, and just said, if someone's here, you just feel this and da, da, da. And there was this prophetic word that was released. And I stood up. I remember standing up and they said, you have a mark and a call on your life. You're called to ministry full time. And the Lord was like, that's you. I heard his voice audibly say, that's you. So I stood up for the first time and I heard God's voice. And he said, I see you and I know you. And that one message changed my life. Yeah. So that message is the most powerful message that God sees you. Yeah. He knows you and he loves you. Yeah. You don't understand the impact that can make on someone's life, right. whether it be a child, whether it be someone who's going to read this in prisons, because I'm sending it, this into prisons all across America. I've just donated hundreds of them going into prisons right now, who's reading this for the first time. And they're like, wow, God. Um, or if you've walked with the Lord for years, seasoned with the Lord, but you still need the reminder. I personally need that reminder every yeah. day Yeah, that God is for me, not against me. He's for you, not against you. Whatever season that you're going through, the Lord knows it. He is present. He is not this father that is so far away from you. He is in it with you. Yeah. Anyways, I could go on and on because I'm so passionate about calling people back to the Father. Because I, I do believe right now this message is so important because many people feel orphaned or estranged from God. Yeah. Even people that have walked for, with God for years, but they've experienced, um, the Lord showed me a lot of people that have, that have known God, but walked through such a battle. It's been such a battle, especially over this last five years it's been increased the warfare they've gone through so they feel like where are you god right are you even here do you even hear my prayers yeah. do you even know that i do you even still love me do you care for me and the enemy's gotten in and brought in a lot of confusion and i'm saying i'm sitting here going listen god is calling the orphans home yes home yes and you can be a christian and actually have an orphan spirit mm -hmm. and feel estranged from your heavenly father and he's calling you home yeah he says i haven't forgotten you that's why i said i wrote it letters to the unforgotten he actually told me the title that was that wasn't like i sat with that he just said this is the title and i was like okay that yeah. makes it easier god thanks <laughs> <laughs> i love that well this is profound can i read um something from it yeah sure i'd love thank you <laughs> number 37 I'm walking beside you. Do you have your book in front of you? Yeah. Why don't you read it? Um, okay. 37. It says, I'm walking beside you. Nothing, nothing will ever stop me from pursuing you. Why question my hand in your life? I know right now it may feel hard to see me. I may, it may feel hard to hear me amidst the chaos, but I'm right here. Every step of your journey, I've been here every valley of disappointment, every precipice of joyous moments, I've been here. I'm not going away. I'm walking beside you. And then 
the scripture is now he comes closer even to the places where I hide he gazes into my soul peering through the portholes as he blossoms within my heart the one I love calls to me and that's song of songs 2 9 through 10 in the passion translation I love it I think one of the things that stands out to me about this book is when people give prophetic words, I think when I really know it's the Lord, when I'm like, yes, it's, I feel seen and I feel known by God, like by his love, not about me being someone, not about, it is literally like you are my daughter and I see you and I'm your father, you know, like you just know you're seen. And that's to me what this and what you said at 14 that changed your life, that message, that's why prophecy exists. Right. To remind people that they're seen and known by God. And I think that this is so powerful and I love what you carry on. I just love that it's straight to the point. So I want to encourage you guys, um, like this is a great gift for friends, for family. This is a great gift um, for yourself. (laughs) Like it really is. Where can people find this? Oh, um, Amazon. It's yeah, we were doing it on my website, onawarner.org before, and then I sold out of them. Um, so the ones I have now I'm donating to prisons, but so you can go grab it on Amazon. They're just handling the fulfillment of it. Um, That's awesome. So yeah, go to Amazon or, um, I don't know if it's at Barnes and Nobles yet. <laughs> yet. It will be there in Jesus' name. So That's awesome. Okay. And then you've also written a few other books that I would recommend. Can you tell us a little bit about those? And I'm sure those are Amazon as well, or your website, whichever. Yep. There, you can go to my website. And if you want to read information about each one of them, cause you might hear this and go, Oh, she was rattling off a lot of books. I don't remember everything she said. So go to onawarner.org and you can get information. But my first book was the Seer's path, um, where I go on to describe what a seer is, um, biblically give grounding for that a seer is in the bible it's a prophet that predominantly hears uh gets revelation from the lord through the gift of sight and so i tell my own journey with that as well as give you practical steps in how to see in the supernatural um, with jesus and then i wrote um before this book was the warrior's dance which is all about spiritual warfare and how do you engage in spiritual warfare um, from the position posture of dancing and this is not it's just in case you're like I'm not a dancer Anna I'm actually not talking about <laughs> I mean obviously it's about dancing but it's it's the posture of worship that gets you through warfare it's such a key of that uh, David gave us um, I've written a couple other books I'm like looking on my shelf here in the background <laughs> um, just to rattle them off but yeah just go to my website and and check them all out and I, I as well I mentor people um I should mention I have an online school um yeah. where I mentor people that are whatever stage you're at with this year anointing and last year I mentored 1200 students over around um and we're in May I'm gearing up to do another school and I just love it because I get to personally mentor you for a whole month long and I just pour into my students and then I connect with my students afterwards, they always can like use me as a resource of like, hey, I experienced this, I have a question about this, and you know, and I just keep connecting with them. So I love I love to I love to mentor. I really yeah. do. I feel like God gives us gifts so that we can equip the body of Christ 
And so for me, I want to see people run farther with the seer anointing than I do. I want to encourage them wherever, wherever they're at in, in the journey with that. So yeah, it's been fun. I love that. Yes. I highly encourage you guys to go. All of us is at onawerner.org and I encourage yep. you to go. If I could recommend you being mentored by someone, I highly recommend Anna. And I know I know that there's dudes out there that listen to this podcast and what's up bros, what's up homies, I see you. And I'm sure that this mentors for men and women. Yes. But also- Sorry, you just paused and I couldn't hear what you said. Oh, what did you just ask? I'm sure that your mentorship is for men and women. Oh yeah, I have equal yeah. amount actually of, That's of awesome. men. It's not just predominantly women. It's actually yeah. pretty even with men and women, which I is fine. I love clarify. that. I want to clarify that because I know that there's more women who listen to my podcast than men, but I also love meeting the men. I love randomly meeting people that are part of this family. And I'm like, what? Really? What's up? But you can also go join Anna's family and be mentored by her. She's so pure. And seriously, I can't recommend her books and her heart and what God has put within her enough. I can't recommend enough. So Anna, will you please pray for us before we peace out? Absolutely. Um, Father, in Jesus' name, I just pray first and foremost, God, that um, your presence would just fall upon anyone that's hearing this, listening to this right now, God. I pray that you would wash away the stress of today in the name of Jesus, the things that have daily um, pulled on you or um, caused you to worry and fret. I just hear the Lord saying, peace, be still, my child. So God, I speak your peace over um, their physical bodies, first and foremost, their mind and their hearts right now. God, I pray for healing, your healing presence to just flow right now. I declare by your stripes, they are healed. Someone listening to this, you're being healed from fibromyalgia, someone as well as being healed from chronic headaches, and as well, someone you're being healed from amnesia. So thank you, Jesus. We just thank you, Jesus. God, I pray that we could dive into our time with you all the more. God, I pray that you would even make our time with you come alive. God, I pray that it would just, you would just blow on it afresh again, just the wind of the Holy Spirit to be blown upon us. God, renew our hearts, refresh our hearts to just turn back to you, God. And Lord, I just pray that you would give that person who's needing clarity. I pray for clarity now to come to fall in Jesus name on the direction and purpose that God's calling you to. You. In the name of Jesus, I just bless you. I bless your family. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I love it. I love it. Thank you, girl. And I love you. Oh, thank you, sweet pea. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on here. And I, I'm once again, go to onawerner.org. Thank you for joining us. And for all of you tuning in, if you find value in this podcast, go subscribe, leave a written review. Um, please share with me, email me, message me, comment on our posts. What did you love about this episode of Set Apart with Anna? Um, I'm so grateful. I want to know because I know that this woman is transformative. I could feel the presence of God in this interview. I hope that you we're all touched. We are praying for you. We believe in you. And I will be checking in with all of you next week on Set Apart with Jamie Lynn Wano.